To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message this morning <clears throat> is the uh, gospel for today. You heard it read before from Matthew 13. I recall just these words. He said, listen, a farmer went to plant seed. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who planted seed into your heart so that you could become good soil, my beloved. The words before us this morning are another one of Jesus' parables, those earthly illustrations with a heavenly meaning. Simple story before us this morning about a farmer who went out to plant. Now, I think we recognize that back in Jesus' day, farmers did not plant their seed with John Deere DB120s or Case IH computer-controlled uh, plowing plates with air-conditioned cabs and stereo surround sound. But when they went out to plant, they took some seed and they just scattered it, and wherever it fell, there it was planted. The parable this morning talks about four different kinds of soil. In fact, the parable is really about what happened to the seed. To very quickly translate what I think is very obvious in this parable, the farmer is God, Jesus. The seed is the word. And the soil is human hearts. The seed is the simple word of the gospel. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. There was hard clay soil because uh, the farmers had to get out to the fields and so they had pathways, dirt pathways, from maybe one quarter acre to the next. And uh, constantly, because of uh, constant walking on those uh, trails, those paths, it was packed down like concrete. So any seed that happened to fall on that little path immediately uh, wasn't, uh, didn't uh, sink into the dirt, and so the birds of the air came and plucked it away. And then there was the shallow soil, probably right next to the, to the roadway. Some stones in there. Uh, just a little bit of soil. When the seed f uh, fell there, it germinated very quickly because the soil was warm. Uh, but it germinated, but then um, the sun came out and the roots couldn't get deep. So the plant was scorched and it died. And the third kind of soil was seed uh, was planted, but thorns grew up all around it and um, choked out the plant. And then there was the good soil. And the seed was planted and it germinated and it grew and it produced a crop of 30 or 60 or 100 times what was planted. You see, this parable is all about listening to the word of God. Some hear, but they don't really listen. Some hear and listen, but only for a little while. 
Some hear and listen for a while, but imagine that they don't really have to give a whole lot of attention to the word. They're too easily distracted. And some hear and listen and keep on listening, and they grow in faith and their service to the Lord, and they bring others to faith, and finally they are harvested to be with the Lord forever. And so the parable is all about listening to the word. But it's not just about ears and eardrums. It's about ears and head and heart and listening. It's about hearing and listening and understanding what God's word says. Did you notice how even deaf people can listen? They can't hear it with their eardrums, but if they have a signer, they can listen to God's word. I think we all know what hearing really is. Hearing is sound vibrations hitting the eardrum. Thunder, a crying child, the siren of a fire engine. Listening is hearing a sound but also understanding what it means. And listening is not just for waiting around for your turn to talk. In fact, listening is one of the acts of life that still remains over which you cannot multitask. An associate of mine years ago went out and lectured on the differences between men and women. And one of the pastors in that seminar responded by saying, you know, I found out that after I come home from church on uh, Sunday morning after preaching or whatever, I can listen to the Packer game, read the Milwaukee Journal, and listen to my wife at the same time. And he was actually serious. The first kind of soil, not listen. Maybe go through the motions of hearing but almost immediately let the devil take the seed away. Are there any examples in our lives? Unfortunately, there are. You visit some churches that still have all those hundreds of pictures of those confirmation classes way, way back to the 40s, whatever. In the 1950s and 60s and 70s, you had those pictures all around and there were maybe 30 kids in those class, or 40, or 50, or 70, or maybe even 100 in some of those large churches. And then so unfortunately, and even with my class, after confirmation, you never saw the kids again. You know, you can hear, but not completely listen. I re I'm thinking of my maternal grandmother, wonderful Christian, but boy, did she worry. She worried about absolutely everything. And one time I said, Grandma, you know, worrying, you shouldn't really worry because worry is a sin. She says, yeah, but what are you going to do? There's a whole lot of yeah buts in our lives, too, that we would like to do, but we never get around to doing it. And then the devil likes to uh, pluck the seed away from us. I mean, it happens all the time. The devil likes to divert our thoughts. 
maybe as we're singing some hymns or saying some prayers in church, maybe even listening to the sermon, we're saying, oh, what are we going to have for lunch today? And I wonder if the brewers are ever going to get back on the field today. And do I have to cut the lawn this afternoon? And so, you know, the devil has a way of making our thoughts wander so we can't listen. And then there was that shallow soil. The seed dropped in there, and it sprung up so rapidly. And there are some believers, too, and I've even taught some of them in uh, adult confirmation class, and they get all excited about Jesus and God's Word, and uh, they're so enthusiastic, and then problems start to come into their lives. They thought that Jesus would take away all their worries and all their problems, and then they give up their faith without much of a struggle. And then there's the thorny soil, the worries and the cares of life that choked out the seed and the plant. I remember way back to my student uh, ministry year when we were, Peg and I were up in Canada, and it was one of the responsibilities of the vicar or the student pastor to go out and visit the delinquents or the backsliders. <clears throat> it wasn't always a fun job. I remember one visit to a well-to-do businessman and I told him about the Lord Jesus and how we'd really like to see him back in church once again. He said, you know, Pastor, I'm just so busy. I'm just so busy, I can't get there. He says, maybe finally when it comes uh, that I'm not so busy, maybe I could get back there. I said, how long do you think that would be? He said, oh, maybe about three years. I said, well, do you see any light at the end of the tunnel? He said, no. Any thorns in your life? They're distracting you from listening. I know there are in mine. The virus, the riots, the incivility. We live on a nice uh, street in Wauwatosa. A few days ago, though, we had the protesters march by at about 10, 10, 15 in the evening. A whole lot of loud noise. We called 911. They said, don't worry, the police are there. A lot of things to worry about today. And we hope that they don't drive us away from God's word, but back to it. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted among the earth. He will be exalted over all of these troubles today. And how else should we apply this to our lives? Well, when you were born, you were like that concrete pathway. Dead in trespasses and sins like a dead corpse, unable to hear anything. God's words that, that fell on your ears at that particular time were sort of like a foreign language. Couldn't understand it if you wanted to. Sort of like the time my wife and I had an opportunity years back to travel to Europe, and one of the countries we stopped in was Hungary. And through some dumb, stupid move on my part, my wife tripped and uh, gashed her leg. Didn't have to have any stitches or whatever, but uh, so we're now we were traveling through Hungary, and we came through this little small town. And uh, really a little small town. We all got the <clears throat> off the bus to do little things that we wanted to do, so I thought we should go to the pharmacist and get some Band-Aids. 
So we went in and talked to the druggist. He could not speak a word of English. I was trying to say, we need a Band-Aid. Ouch, ow, couldn't, what are you? What is so I thought, you know, if I talk a little louder, certainly he can understand. And that didn't work either until finally a nice townsperson happened to wander in and he translated it. Oh yeah, now I understand. Do you renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways? And at your baptism, you see, the Holy Spirit became the translator so you could finally understand and hear and listen to God's word and message of salvation. There's a warning for us in this parable today. Be careful how you hear. Don't intentionally or inadvertently deafen yourself again by not hearing and not listening. I remember uh, way back a few years where my wife and I and I were on vacation and my mother-in-law was in an assisted living place and all of a sudden she couldn't hear. So we had to call upon my daughters to take her to the doctor. They found out she had so much earwax, she, all of a sudden her ears just plugged up, couldn't hear, had to wash them out. My father, believe it or not, used to try to remove earwax from his ears with a bobby pin. His mother said, don't you put anything like that into your ear. I remember years back when I was still young and brave and I would go down to Summerfest and I would look at all the other young kids or whatever and they all had earplugs because the music was so loud. I was thinking, hey, you've got to plug your ears. You can't listen. All you can hear is that thumping of that bass beat on your chest. Be careful so that you don't deafen your ears of faith by worldly thorny distractions. Just simple attentiveness to God's word of grace. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. And then faith grows and produces results 30 and 60 and 100 times. And the one section that I really like about this section of Scripture for this Sunday is by God's grace, we get to be on an equal par with the disciples to whom Jesus was speaking these words. He says, Knowledge about the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you. Just think about that. We know about the Trinity. Can't really understand the whole thing. But that's the mystery of God given to us. The mystery of God's creation. The mystery of God becoming human. Jesus said, blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. I can guarantee this truth. Many prophets and many of God's people long to see what you see but didn't see it. And to hear what you hear but didn't hear it. But you and I have heard and seen not only the message, but the messenger. Your sins are forgiven you. Take and eat, this is my body. Take and drink, this is my blood. Come to me, and I will give you rest. I am with you always. Whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. When it comes to faith, we have to thank God for planting the seed in our hearts. 
so that by his grace we might become and have become good soil today. You know what Jesus also was really telling his disciples? Because they looked around at his ministry and they recognized that a lot of times Jesus' word was rejected. And many times he was not very successful. And then Jesus was going to tell them, you go out and do the same thing. And he wanted them to recognize you will have various different rejections, concrete pathways, and thorny soil, and shallow soil. But many will accept, and many will believe. We thank our God today that he has, by his grace, made us good soil, and that we will remain to be good soil. And so we say, Lord, continue to plant your word richly in us, Remove the stones and weeds that impede your word, and by your word bring forth a harvest of mature fruit in all who believe. O divine planter, keep me from becoming discouraged as I entrust my life to your word and seek to share your message of salvation with others. God granted for Jesus' sake, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.